again, and welcome to Keys for New Leaders, a podcast just for you. This is your host, Dr. Charles Boyer, but you know that I'm just Charlie to you, my friend. I have a special guest this week, Deb Chisholm, a longtime friend whom I know well but have never met, in person, that is. We've become good friends through many hours of online coaching sessions, classes, webinars, and Zoom calls as each of us has developed new programs. I really admire her work and the program she has developed called Me Power. Here's a recording of our recent session. Enjoy. My guest today is Deb Chisholm who has developed a successful program that is most intriguing. It's called MePower. Deb is here to tell us all about it. So, hello, Deb. How are you? I'm doing great today, Charlie. It's good to be here. Good. Well, tell me, what is MePower? Most basically, MePower is our personal power. It resides in our heart, or for some people, they're more comfortable talking about their power being in their gut. I knew it in my gut. And me power, everyone has it. You have to make a choice to use it. And me power is only positive. So carrying that forward, knowing that your interest is in leadership and supporting leaders, quite frankly, I don't know how any leader could be at all effective without using their personal power, what I call me power. I've read some things about, especially new leaders can develop this, what's called an imposter syndrome, where they they don't feel like they're really capable of doing that, or what am I doing in this position? It's fairly common. It can really do things to your self-confidence if you don't really feel like you're quite ready for the, all the responsibility that goes with a new position. That's a real thing. It has been for me, and I'm sure it is for anybody new in a leadership position. So I'm wondering, how could me power be helpful to a new leader, especially? I can't imagine there are many leaders at all who haven't at at least one time or another had the angst and the negative thoughts of the imposter syndrome. So how does me power, I'm going to say, interfere with that? When one knows about the construct of me power, it is a way to shift out of the worry, the angst, the fear, the frustration of imposter syndrome kind of thinking, moving to one's heart into one's power and working, operating, making decisions, changing thoughts, working from that position. And when we're coming from our hearts, from our power, That's where we literally have the power to be real, be ourselves, and be authentic. That all sounds so good. How do you make it work? You know, it actually takes a little bit of knowing about how our brains work. For example, when we're in those negative thoughts and the resulting emotions, we're in the part of our brain called the amygdala. It is not where we want to be to make decisions. So we need to shake that up. And how we shake that up is with just a little bit of mindfulness, taking some deep breaths. That alone begins to shift one's neural pathway. Connect to a new thought. 
use my me power. It can be as simple as that. At that point, not that we eliminate feelings of worry, angst, etc. However, we're feeling them less and we're beginning to connect to our prefrontal cortex, which that's where we want to be when we're making decisions. So, and it's only from your prefrontal cortex that you can connect into your personal power, your me power. So I'm hoping that those steps that I just laid out weren't too confusing. However, that's my answer to, okay, how do you get out of those imposter syndrome kinds of thoughts? That's how you do it. Now, positive self-thought or self-talk is always good. Uh, When you tell yourself you can't do something, your brain starts believing that right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you've just said, I can't. And so it shuts you down. So I've heard of right brain, left brain. Now you're talking about front brain. So I really need to be a front brain person then, right? Well, you want to work from your, um, it's called executive functioning. And I think that might sound familiar to a number of our listeners. That's where we want to operate from. And I am making the connection with my me power structure that you're connecting from your prefrontal cortex to your heart or gut. And that's where the strength and our most aligned decisions happen. Good. Now, somebody who is new and feeling confused or overwhelmed or feels like I don't really have the wherewithal to do all of this, what would you tell them? What would you have them do? Again, beginning with what I call the thought cycle. As you pointed out a moment ago, Charlie, when we're in negative thinking, imagine this cycle beginning at the top with those negative thoughts. Circle over to the right. Our thoughts create our feelings. When we're thinking, I can't do this. Why did I ever take this job? Get me out of here. I can already tell no one is trusting me. Well, what would you say? What feelings are created by those thoughts? Absolutely negative feelings. Those are the thoughts. The feelings that follow, I can't, I won't, are lack of confidence, fear, stress, anxiety, frustration. So take the feelings on the right side and go to the bottom of the circle. Our feelings create our actions. When I'm feeling stressed, worried, frustrated, lacking confidence. I'm no good at this. People aren't trusting me. I'm feeling suspicious. My actions are not going to be those of a strong, effective leader. And from that bottom position in the cycle, actions now flip up to the left side of the cycle, and that's our results. So my actions, my ineffective actions are going to get me poor results. And those results flip back to the top of the cycle thoughts. Oh my gosh, everything's a mess. I knew I was no good. And the cycle continues. So how do you break that cycle? I love your vision of the circle there. Would you go by that once again? What's at the top, the right, the bottom, the left? At the top, thoughts. Move down slightly and to the right. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings, in turn, create our actions. That's at the bottom of the circle. 
quarter turn up and to the left, our results, our actions create our results. Our results create our thoughts and we're around the cycle again. We don't have the, the videos to go with this program, but your your descriptions are very vivid. So thank you for that. You know, that first, um, I first learned about it back in the early 90s, and it was sports psychologists that were using it with their athletes, particularly Olympians, and it works. Me Power, I think of as, because you've talked about it so much, working with children, but you've also done a lot of work with adults using Me Power. Do you notice any difference? I would say the only difference is that sometimes adults are initially more skeptical. Kids latch onto it in a heartbeat. They get it, they love it, and they thrive with it. Adults are sometimes a little more hesitant. However, given a more open mind and playing with it, I haven't had any age group that I've worked with using me power not benefit from it because it's at our essence. It's our own power to be authentic, but it's even more than that. There are three components of me power, assert, beliefs, and courage. So those components of our personal power are what drive us to assert ourselves when needed, Our beliefs are our core values. There's no better fuel than our beliefs and core values to help us take action in the most overwhelming, stressful times. And finally, courage, the kind of situation I just described, stressful, overwhelming, etc. It is not a piece of cake to step up and be a leader in those scenarios. And it absolutely takes our me power courage to act as well. I like that. You've got an ABC there. Would you repeat those again? Assert beliefs and courage. Assert is your classic standing up and doing what you need to for yourself or for others. But it's also listening to your heart and being your true self, being genuine. That's assert. Beliefs, are simply our core values, our convictions. And finally, courage is saying or doing what we know is right for us, even though we're nervous or scared. Brené Brown has done some great work on vulnerability and courage, and I was delighted the first time I heard her say that you cannot have courage in the absence of fear. I've read some of her things, too, and I like very much what she has to say. So you talk a lot about personal values, core values as a part of me power. And I think that's it's exceptionally good. I do like the ABCs very well. And as you know, I've talked a little bit about the seven C's that I, I've established or I've adopted as core values for me. And I think they're fairly universal. And I just happened to pick C words because it appealed to me. But you you have some that are very similar. And I think it's important for people to say, I need to be in sync with my values. And when I'm aligned with my values, I'm in a very powerful place. 
And I think that's important for all leaders, especially new leaders, to hang on to. I couldn't agree with you more. And a point I want to connect to that is it is so critical for the leader, him or herself, the impact that it has on those that they are leading, their team players, when they are acting in alignment with their values is huge. Think of the difference between having someone that you're working with well, and it's your boss, it's your manager, it's your leader, who is unpredictable, or you're not really sure you can count on them, or you're not really sure you can trust that they're going to be consistent or whatever it might be. That's tough. And that leaves me guarded as an employee, as a team member. Whereas when somebody is really acting in alignment with their values, I feel it. I want to follow. I want to be with them. What's your most important value? Value would be, I have a very short phrase, and that is that everyone counts equally. And I'll say a little bit about that because clearly when you've got a leader and you've got team players, positional power is there and that power is not equal. I mean it in terms of value as a person. So no one is better than anyone else in their value as a person. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I have found that, well, it's simply my top core belief, and it has served me very well, although it is not my core belief only to serve me well, but that, in fact, the relationships that I have had over the years have, I think, been that much closer and deeper and effective because that's who I bring, how I bring myself to my relationships with people I'm leading. Very well said. I have a question that I try to ask a lot of people because I'm just curious. There's no hidden agenda. I'm just curious. If you can think back when you were new in a leadership position, what was your number one challenge as a new leader? You know, I just um, shared my top core belief of everyone counting equally as a person. And that value absolutely my supported my developing strong relationships with the people I worked with. In the earlier period of time, oh my gosh, of course, there were those that were reluctant, that didn't want to play, so to speak, that were outliers. And it was very much in the early months, a challenge for me, taking a deep breath and engaging with them and being patient. Very good. When you were talking, I thought so much of really what's at the bottom of that or what I heard is trust and credibility. And that is, I think it's one of the most important things that we can do is establish trust. And for me, the number one challenge was always establishing trust. First, foremost, and keeping it. Establishing trust can take a long time. And trust is at the core of the kind of relationships I want to have with my team. I think back to 
one time we, my wife and I went over to a colleague's for dinner and he said, now we have this cat and we rescued him off the streets of New York City. So you have to let him trust you. And we sat on the floor and that cat circled us like a shark and kept getting closer and closer every every time he went around until he finally came up to us and let us pet him. And I thought that to me uh, is a very visual example of establishing trust. It takes time and uh, you have to be patient, but at the same time, you have to be consistent and sometimes bend over backwards three or four times. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely it does. That's a great story. I like it. Absolutely describes. And I'm thinking within my own framework, and again, going back to my core belief about everyone counts equally, that includes that I believe in the value that every single person has to bring to the table. It may not be as obvious for some as it is for others. I firmly believe that everyone has something to contribute. And I believe in those early periods of time, I simply persisted with conveying that respect that eventually grew to mutual respect. Yeah, one of the things that uh, that you have touched on so much is what I've tried to portray in several of these episodes is that you can't just name it and go on from there. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of practice. And it takes a lot of consistent practice. And you've just reinforced that beautifully. Thank you. You're most welcome. Well, Deb, this has been great fun. How do people find you? Where Where are you? Where do you find? Where do we find Deb Chisholm and Me Power? An email to me would be wonderful with any questions or thoughts, and that is Deb at debchisholm.com with Chisholm spelled C-H-I-S-H-O-L-M. Deb at debchisholm.com. My website currently does not reflect my individual coaching work, empowerment work with leaders and others. It only is showing my parenting work. However, if you were to go there now, there's a page about me power that gives more information. However, I want you to know that absolutely I do individual empowerment coaching. Thanks, Charlie. You're most welcome. This has been a real pleasure. I've enjoyed this so much. And thank you so much for being here today, Deb. Well, you're most welcome, and I enjoyed it, too. Wonderful. This has been a real treat for me to have Deb as my guest on Keys for New Leaders. It was good to learn more about me power and how it can help you be a better leader. The next episode will help us put our funny bones to work and develop our laugh power. A good sense of humor is such a wonderful thing to have and enjoy. So come prepared to smile big and laugh even bigger. Until then, stay safe and well, my friend. 